time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.07 on your Saturday morning. Saturday, February 20th, 2021. I am Reese Boyd, your host. Welcome to the show. It is yet another uh, exciting edition of Saturday Morning Coffee here on WTKN. It's Saturday Morning Coffee. We invite you to sit down. Pour yourself a cup of that favorite coffee and join us as we talk about the news, current events, all the things happening in your world. My goodness gracious, how many things are happening in the world this week? All the things going on that we think uh, you need to know. Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we're all about limited government, limited constitutional government, lower taxes, and all the things that mean more freedom for you and me, all of us who are we the people. We've got a country to save, and it starts right here on the local level. And we're going to talk uh, today here on Saturday Morning Coffee about some specific things that you can do to start saving your country. So I hope you guys will stick with us. Join us if you've got that newspaper. If you still get a newspaper, love to know how many people in Erie County still get a newspaper. We still get one. You still get a newspaper? I do not. Well, you know, it's, a, it's an act of charity. <laughs> I don't want to see the newspaper industry totally vanish. So we subscribe, even though, frankly, I, I seldom read the actual newspaper. I, I, I do read it, but it's, you know, it's obviously we get you can, you know, with the Sun News, mm-hmm. you can get two day delivery. And it's like literally you can feel the paper shrinking every week. I mean, some sometimes, Glenn, you pick it up and you have to visually confirm that you've actually picked it up because it's so lightweight. I mean, literally, some some days we and we get they have an option for Wednesday Sunday delivery, which we, again, it's oh, an, so, it's an it's an act of charity. So that's two day delivery. I was wondering, did it take two days for the paper to get to you, or no, no, getting it? So it actually it actually comes on time. It, okay. it comes the morning on Sunday and in the morning on the mor- in the morning on Wednesdays. And I'm sure you can get it every day, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But we we opted for the Wednesday Sunday delivery, and frankly, it. It's mostly an act of charity. I just don't. It's not charity. I, I literally do not want to see newspapers go away. Wow, that Sun News building's practically empty, isn't it's, it? It's about to become a gun shop. Mm-hmm. So we'll oh, be, a gun shop. Yeah, it's going to be a well, Palmetto, gonna, PSA, Palmetto State Armory. Well, it's going to be a big gun shop. And it's going to be a. They're going to have an indoor range. It's going to be awesome, man. I'm going to. Oh. I'm going to go. Uh, I can't wait to go see those guys. And uh, you know, there's all kinds of interesting thing, things happening on the uh, ammo and and uh, gun front and w- speaking of which we're going to be talking to one of my favorite uh, human beings will abbott down at coastal sports in merle's inlet going to be joining us later in the program but yeah the sun news building hmm. is going to be a uh, going to be a rifle range hmm. indoor rifle range so how about that? That's pretty cool. Isn't that exciting? Yeah that's pretty cool. I'm sure the editors of the sun news just love that. Well I was thinking, you know, it's big enough for an indoor racing, you know, go-kart racing or indoor indoor golf. 
Indoor, uh, you know, roller rinks aren't here. Ice skating rinks aren't here. Indoor kart racing, I would have been yeah. a fan of. I would have been a fan of that. Yeah, but the, the, it's huge up in Maryland. Yeah, it's uh, actually Jessup, Maryland. You've got uh, it's huge. People I'll, pay big bucks. The slick tracks mm-hmm. and, the, and the drifting mm-hmm. in inside yep. and in the comfort of your former shopping mall. Yeah, I've seen that. I, I've I've never actually done it, but I, I would love to to try. It. That is, folks, as always, the incredibly smooth, mellifluous voice of producer extraordinaire Dr. Glenn Dye. Glenn, I hope you're having a great Saturday morning. Yeah, I am. But where do you come up with these words? I uh, just let them. They just roll, Glenn. They just they just come from somewhere. Je ne sais quoi. Someplace See, I do not know. I have in this mug here the yeah, last the last thing left of AMP grocery stores. Oh. Eight o'clock coffee. Eight o'clock coffee. I, I, thought, I thought you were going to break out a new international destination this morning. Uh, no, it hasn't arrived. I'm uh, Honduras. Is, I still have some Honduras left. Yeah. But I decided to uh, break out the. Um, you know, just go back a little ways. You yeah. know, and takes you back to your childhood. Well, I am I am drinking this morning uh, some more wonderful Lavasa, new new uh, mm-hmm. blend discovered courtesy of our time here on the program with Tim McGinnis a couple of weeks ago. So still enjoying the Lavasa, and when that is finished, because I'm going to finish that, I'm sure I've grabbed a second cup, got a little of my old standby Duncan for backup this morning. We got backup, so. Folks, we invite you guys to join in the show as well. Let us know what you are enjoying this Saturday morning. The call-in line here in the studio is 843-903-2945. The text line, if you want to share your comments with us on the PCRXcomputers.com text line, that number is 843-798-TALK. For those of you streaming us in Swansea, that means uh, 843-798-8255. You know, I'm just kidding, Swansea. I love you guys. If you want to tweet us your comments, I still have a Twitter account for the moment. At Reese Boyd is the Twitter handle. Don't really tweet anymore, but if you want to tweet me, you can. And I believe Parlor is back online. Have you noticed that, Glenn? I have heard that. Yeah, I, I checked I... it last night. Parlor is back online. At Reese Boyd 3 is the Parlor handle. Now, I'm, I will say this. If you... If you parlay me during the show, I may not get the par the, the parlay because I actually haven't checked to see that my account is working uh, again. But I noticed last night that the website is up at least. Sounds like a dessert parlay. Parlay me, yeah. parlay moi, parlay moi. Yeah, it does. So, so they get rid of the old CEO and they have a new CEO and they got back online because of the new CEO. I don't. I don't understand. I, I frankly. There's something weird going on there. There is something weird because she made the news rounds yeah. after they got taken off, and um, I thought she was well-spoken. There's something weird there. Yeah, there is yeah. something going on. I hadn't gotten to the bottom of it yet. But, of course, I, frankly, was had reached the conclusion that they were gone. I did, too. After yep. so many weeks offline, yep. I just said, well, that must be it. Yep. Well, uh, we, we probably won't see Parlay again. Yeah. Um, and so if you... Uh, are still a fan of email some of you like to email the show you can also email your comments to us that email address is reese boyd smc at gmail.com we're gonna have to replace that email address too glenn (laughs) that's uh, another one that's got to go i'm seriously folks uh we need to cut all ties with twitter uh we need to eventually cut all ties with google i'm not exactly sure how many of you are on gmail facebook has got to go yeah these folks have got to go which is a great segue into one of our guests this morning, we're going to be hearing from Representative Mike Burns. Uh, Representative Burns is a member of the General Assembly uh, for from the upstate, and but he is the lead sponsor. He is the uh, gentleman who has introduced here in the state of South Carolina 
a bill which will allow us to hold tech companies accountable when they censor you on the basis of your religious viewpoint or your political viewpoint. So I think that is an incredibly useful bill that is going to put a stop to a lot of this, I hope. Now, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fight, but it will hopefully be the uh, chink in the armor that big tech uh, cannot overcome. So last but not least, many of you love to reach out to me at the office. I've enjoyed talking to many of our listeners uh, over the course of the last several months. You can reach me during normal business hours, Monday to Friday, most of the time, except when I'm in court, at the offices of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. That number is 843-839-9800. That's 843-839-9800. So let us know how you're doing. I'm eager to hear how you guys are uh, doing this morning. We've got a few of you checking in already on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. Looks like uh, Al the Real Man had a, had a little compliment for me from yesterday on the Liz Show. Thanks, Al. I don't know if you're listening this morning, but Albert checking in this morning. Good morning. Have a great day, Albert. Thanks for listening. Andy, uh, checking in uh, with some sort of graphic. It looks, looks like, like a Dr. Pe- a turtle drinking. No, it's Godzilla drinking a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> That's what it is. Godzilla. So Andy's drinking Dr. Pepper this drinking morning. Drinking a Dr. Pepper. It it, it looks like a large can. Huh? It looks like a looks like about the size of an oil tanker. So, <laughs> folks, it's uh, Saturday morning coffee. We got a lot to uh, cover with you this morning. As I said, we're going to be talking to Representative Mike Burns. We're yep. going to be talking to Will Abbott and Dream of Purdue with the Ory County Republican Party is going to join us to talk about reorg. So, hmm. stick with us. Great show coming up. It's uh, Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Thanks for waking up with Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. One, two, three. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.20 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, February 20th, 2021. Thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Right now, we're going to open up the show with uh, our first guest, and I know we normally meander through a few topics on Saturday Morning Coffee, let you guys warm up a little bit. It is early before we get to our first guest typically, but this morning we've got a special guest who is on a tight schedule, has some other things to do this Saturday, but we wanted to get him on the program today to continue our discussion of what we are, or what is being called in South Carolina, the pushback agenda, which is now pending in uh, the General Assembly. I guess it's uh, about uh, 
two dozen bills or so. Uh, y'all may recall last week here on the program, we were uh, joined uh, in the studio um, by Representative Bill Taylor. And uh, Mr. Uh, Representative Taylor gave us a, a brief overview. One of the bills we briefly touched upon is uh, a bill by the number of H3450, which is Stopping Social Media Censorship. That bill is actually not Representative Taylor's bill. We touched on it last week, but it's actually sponsored by a gentleman uh, from uh, the upstate, Representative um, uh, Mike Burns. And Representative Burns is joining us here on the program to talk about his bill, H3450, which is uh, stopping, again, social media censorship. Representative Burns, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Loud and clear all the way to the northern Greenville County to the dark corner. Oh, I want to I want to welcome you uh, to the program, Representative Burns. It is great to have you with us. You sound great. You sound like you're uh, sound like you're up and at them, and that's good. It's early, so uh, thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. And I wanted to bring you um, onto the show because I did talk with Representative Taylor last week. Well, he he joined us for a, a couple of segments to talk about the uh, pushback agenda. And one of the bills that we didn't talk a whole lot about last week, but I think it's a very important bill, is this uh, social media censorship bill. Because I think what's happening, I don't know if you were caught the early part of the program, but, you know, every week uh, on the program, uh, Representative Burns, we have to talk about, you know, what social media sites we can still use, whether Parler. I noticed last night that Parler is up, but I didn't get a chance to check and see if my account was uh, reestablished or not. I'll, I'll do that this week. But, it, it, you know, it's social media is, and I should say this, social media is a moving target, obviously, but our ability to use these very fundamental elements of our society, the, the, the new public square, the digital public square, it's almost like we have to check that as conservatives. We have to check it on a daily basis. And so I think this is, and I think it's one of the most dangerous things happening in the country. There's a lot of dangerous things happening in the country today, but that is one of the worst. And so tell us a little bit about, because uh, you're the sponsor on this bill, so thank you for that. And uh, just tell me a little bit about how it, how it came to be and, and, and what you are what you are hoping to uh, accomplish with the bill. Well, last year, as we all saw, you know, uh, all the things came into play that you're talking about from uh, striking the president of the United States off to uh, any viewpoint that they deem is not a good viewpoint. They can just strike you off, determine that it doesn't fit their criteria, their algorithms aren't good. And so they deem it bad, and they strike you off for your viewpoint, even if it's a great viewpoint, nothing wrong, nothing offensive. And that's not what America's been all about, and uh, we have to truly push back. So uh, in early December, when we pre-filed, one of the first pre-filed bills that we did was this Social Media Censorship Act. And uh, what we learned during the off-season last fall when all this began we had some research, and I had a uh, an attorney, a JAG officer, former JAG officer, get in touch with me that I've known for a number of years, and we began to talk about what we could do about this. So in December, we pre-filed this bill for this coming session. We were the first state to do so. I know of at least 13 states now which have it in motion, in play, this coming week uh, in subcommittee. Missouri will have it up. Uh, I'm sure each of you listeners has heard that uh, Governor DeSantis down in Florida has been pushing a, a, a more aggressive than this bill. He's, mm-hmm. he's amped it up a little bit, and I'm glad he has. And he's on the uh, 
weekend shows talking about this every week, and I am grateful that he's doing that. South Carolina needs to lead. We need to step out. And uh, the chink in the armor in federal, the Federal Code 230, which lets them off the hook for liability so they're a private company able to do this under the protection of the Fed, Federal Act 230, mm-hmm. But the chink in the federal act is the liability is allowed if the states choose to do so. Yep. And uh, they never talk about this. Nobody knew this till this, uh, we were made aware of this last fall. So we have crafted up a bill which would allow South Carolina to, uh, you know, and there's some criteria in the bill. And, uh, you know, I can't quote all that's in the bill right now, but the, the criteria is, you know, there's certain penalties that you can sue, the attorney general can sue on behalf of the uh, people who are offended in the state. Uh, there's a $75,000 threshold, not including the damages that go with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it gives people in the state a crack at these folks. And if uh, these 13 states, and it'll begin to grow once one state passes it, it'll begin to uh, envelop, and there'll be 30-something states working on this bill very soon. I predict. And uh, that's the only way we got right now with the present administration, the present House, present Senate. They're not going to do anything anytime soon on this federal code. So we as states have to step up and assert our rights to do that. And and I think that is an excellent point. Let me ask you this, Representative Burns, because many folks, and and by the way, I've, I've known you for many years. You and I met, goodness gracious, I'm trying to remember how many years ago it was. We were working on a project with, I was working on a project with another uh, member of the General Assembly, Bill Chumley, and uh, you and I met, but folks here in the yes, listening, yes, uh, folks here in the listening audience may not all know you. You are from Taylor's, correct? Yes, sir. I, I live up uh, in Taylor's, which I actually live, Taylor stretches all the way up to Tigerville. Yep. And I live actually between uh, Travers Rest and Tigerville, and the rural address is Taylor's. Yes, all right. Well, how long, how long have you been in the General Assembly? Uh, this is year number nine. Wow. Well, congratulations and thank you. And I, I wanted to get that out there so folks would uh, know who we're talking to and and, and, uh, and get a feel for um, uh, where you're from in the state. But I'm looking at the bill, and the first question that comes to mind is, now, you mentioned Florida, that DeSantis had, had ramped it up a little bit. What, what, is the, what, what has DeSantis done to make the bill uh, tougher, if, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you know? Well, I've got to go and uh, compare what they're yeah. finally coming up with because they haven't gotten it through yet. I see. But they're see. talking about top penalties to be a million dollars where well, we started out at $75. And, you know, they're yeah. going to be really serious about this and perhaps – we should amend our bill when we get it in subcommittee or full committee and take some of the things that uh, they figured out that they can do yeah. because, you know, we wanted to get this bill filed as soon as possible. So we filed it. We did our best shot at it back in early December. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm amenable to ramp it up if that's what we need to do. But yeah. I want the citizens of South Carolina to be protected. I don't want them to be kicked off and have their view- viewpoints suppressed. We're not. Yet, even yet, we're not a communist state where the government gets to let somebody control what our free speech is and what it's not and what's, you know, determined poor free speech or not. We have to be able to express our viewpoints. Absolutely. And there's, there's, this shutting us down can't be uh, 
allowed to go on. Something's got to happen that, uh, and this is one of those somethings right here that we can, you know, drag them into court. Yeah. Alan Wilson, the attorney general, can drag them into court on behalf of South Carolina. Whatever it takes to do that, we need to do that. Yeah, and I am actually looking at the, at the bill, and it's got it, the the requirements. It's it's got to be a, a social media website that is open to the public, has uh, at least seventy five million subscribers. So somebody like Facebook would clearly apply, uh, and has not been specifically affiliated with a religious or political party. So you preserve that right for you know the Democratic sure. Party or the or the Church of whatever to have their particular website. And then it also provides a means for the website's users to report obscene materials and things that are clearly out of bounds. So you're protecting that ability. Absolutely. So there's, so there's some safeguards built in there. And I had a, a, a few more questions for you. We're heading into a break. Uh, Representative Burns, can you stick with us for a few more minutes? Yes, sir. I'll be back after the hour. All right. Very good, folks. We're talking to Representative Mike Burns from Taylor, South Carolina, and he is uh, talking about the Stop Censorship in Social Media Bill. Now, pending, we'll be back right after these words from our sponsors. It's Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. And more coming up next on Talk 94.5. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. Brother, let me be your Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.34 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, February 20th, 2021. Thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. We are talking to Representative Mike Burns from the Upstate, from Taylor's, and we are talking about a bill that Representative Burns has sponsored in the General Assembly. That bill is H-3450, Stopping Social Media Censorship. It is, folks, an incredibly important bill that we need to be following, and we need to be contacting our legislators and our delegation here in uh, O'Ree County and Georgetown County and across the state, frankly, to get them to sign on to this bill. Representative Burns, thanks again for sticking with us here on the program. Um, I wanted to tell you, you know, we were talking about damages under the bill, and you'd be, uh, you know, amenable to making it, um, you know, even harsh. But I was going to say, you know, the the provision that you've got in here, it says a minimum of seventy five thousand in statutory damages for each purposeful deletion by Facebook or whoever we're talking about or censoring of the social media website users speech or actual damages. If you can prove actual damages or punitive damages, if aggravating factors are present. Um, or other forms of equitable relief, which means the court can issue an injunction, you know, demanding Facebook restore your account or or whatever other relief the, the court might order in an injunctive form. So I think that's a pretty that's a pretty strong bill. And remember, too, this would be subject, I, as I understand it, to class action. So if if, uh, you know, if Facebook came through and deleted 100,000 accounts, each one of those individuals would be entitled to at least 75,000 in damages. And, and that adds up quickly. Absolutely, you know they they have lots of money, and that's why they're bullying everybody around. They think they're invincible, 
And if he, if South Carolina does what we're trying to do, and then you get 30 or 40 other states to do this, you know, even Facebook can run out of money sure. after a while. And I think I think that would be a great <laughs> that would make me very happy, frankly, at this time. I always haven't always felt that way about big tech, but I think they what they have done in the last six months, the last year has just been really uh, despicable. Let me ask you this question, uh, Representative Burns. I was uh, a little bit. Um, I, I see seven sponsors on your bill. I see you've got uh, uh, Burns, Ch- our friend Bill Chumley, Haddon, Long, Forrest, Jones, May, Magnuson, Taylor, Hickson, and Hyatt. Um, I, what can we do to help you get this bill, get some traction? And that's the first question. And then the second question I'll throw out, and you just tell me how you want to answer these, is we need to get the governor. You, you and I talked about DeSantis getting a lot of press for, you know, jumping out with the legislation that's pending in Florida, we need to get the governor spooled up on this and get him to, to take, uh, to take a, a, a couple of pressers and, and let's push this bill. Don't we? Absolutely. Let, let me say this to be fair. You know, the general assembly, we've been in six weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, there's over a thousand bills filed in both sides of the chambers, you know, so there's a lot of bills and, uh, the heartbeat bill was viewed, you know, out of the Senate is bill one and all the focus up until last Thursday was on the heartbeat bill. Yeah. Uh, simultaneously last week, I'll let you know that, uh, two or three other bills that are, you know, conservatives like a lot, you know, you got the, uh, the open carry bill with some training. It's moving through subcommittee. Yep. You got yep. the, the women in sports act where it prohibits prohibits men from playing in women's high school sports in South Carolina. It's moving through the judiciary. And uh, you got the uh, religious freedom bill that uh, Representative Yao filed, which would uh, keep churches open in any circumstance and couldn't be shut down in South Carolina. And, uh, you know, gladly we didn't force our churches to shut down here, but, you know, there are a lot of states that did. We might not always have a Republican governor who believes in freedom and liberty. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so these are the kind of bills that are starting. And to answer your question now, the governor, you know, people need to call the governor's office and ask him to get behind it. This week I intend to do that. The heartbeat bill's out of the way. But I would encourage what you said in your open a moment ago is to uh, – let your folks on your end of the state. I'm up here almost to the North Carolina line, 25 miles north of Greenville. But the people down on your end of the state need to start calling their legislative delega- delegation members and uh, ask them what their thoughts are on this bill. Ask them to co-sponsor this bill. Some of your guys down there on the Judiciary Committee, and uh, that's where this bill is in committee. And uh, see if we can get some movement on it. Uh, I, I will be pushing that i will be asking our listeners to do that and i think that's a a great um a great uh, thing that they can do to help move this along because i think all those bills that you talked about are very important bills the heartbeat bill incredibly important um but i also think this bill at the moment this is a bill that will uh directly impact our freedom to do uh and and frankly my, my concern is if we don't stop what big tech is doing in social media now uh it won't be long before that censorship spills out into other areas. It won't, it won't stay in the digital world. If, if, you, if you tolerate censorship on Facebook and you don't confront it, 
then it won't be long before. Reese, I, I heard a conversation just this week on the way to Columbia. There was a guy on exactly what you're saying, exactly. And the next steps, they already have planned. They have it where they the algorithms are set now where they can already reach out and take your text, reach out and take your emails, and if they deem them offensive, they can just wipe them out before you do, have them delivered. Yeah. And yeah. same thing with your telephone conversations. I mean, it's going to a point of no return if we don't push back. Yeah. Uh, but we do have a lot of the, the bills moving through the General Assembly are very um, are very uh, encouraging. And, and I'm greatly encouraged by the adoption of the heartbeat bill. That that obviously was a huge uh, plus, a, a great a great victory in the in the General Assembly. Um, what what do you attribute to the uh, the progress that we're making? Why we've been working the, the life issue for for a long time. And, you know, that heartbeat bill has had a long and storied history came very close last year, but what, what do you think is, is moving the tide in the General Assembly? What's happening that's causing well, some of these things to, to work out in the affirmative? Well, first of all, I'll say that uh, your friend, Representative Chumley, was the first to bring to our attention the heartbeat bill. I think he recognized it was up for discussion several years ago, four years ago, back in Iowa. And, uh, you know, he, he has good foresight. He told me... Uh, four years ago, it was finally going to come down to the states, and, and that's really where we are right now. Mm-hmm. We never would have thought we would have arrived at a place where we are right now. And uh, the heartbeat bill, you know, we couldn't get it through the Senate. We could get it through the House. Never could get it through the Senate. Well, the truth is the people spoke up, and they took three additional seats this last time statewide in the Senate, which made it where the, the three additional votes could uh, shut down the filibuster that went on and on and on for, you know, could go on for six weeks and stop some of these, uh, you know, the, the filibuster could just weary people out. So now they got the tools with the rules that they have in the Senate to uh, which they've improved them some. But over the years, you know, you had one hand tied behind your back to pass a bill like this. Yeah. And now the people have spoken out. They've elected some more conservative members, both in the House and the Senate. And uh, we need to be able to to push through some of these things that we're talking about, because when you've got 80 members who are Republicans in the South Carolina House and 44 members who are Democrats, and when you've got a, an almost equal majority of the 46 senators, you know, we need to be able to push through some of these things and quit talking about how good the bills they we could get through and, Amen. you know, take the agenda and push it through. And so, you know, I'm yeah. very thankful for Bill Taylor and his leadership to put all this together. And over the weekend, he told me Thursday, and I encouraged him highly, he was going to, to get a report card and take many of these bills, put them on a report card, and actually every week put out to the public, put out to the media where these bills are. Are they still never been heard in the committee? Is, are they moving through subcommittee? Are they mm-hmm. in full committee? Which bills make it to the floor? And it'll make it easy for everybody in South Carolina to track these conservative, uh, conservative-minded, common-sense bills that will help the people of South Carolina. I, and I, I applaud his leadership for that. I think that is a great idea. That is a wonderful idea, and I will, I will look forward to uh, – 
to uh, to to following that. And anytime, uh, Representative Burns, that you want to come back on the program, if you want to speak to any of the, because uh, we've got great listeners and they are they are uh, mobile and active, and they uh, they um, contact their legislators, they contact their delegation. So anytime you want to come back on the program to let us know what's going on in the General Assembly, you have an open invitation here on the program. So just let me know. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, and I hope you and your listeners have a great weekend. The sun's out. Thank you, Representative Burns. Folks, it's Representative Mike Burns. Uh, Have a great day, sir. Thanks for joining us here on the program, folks. It's Saturday morning coffee. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee it's 7 49 on your saturday morning the show is flying by this morning I want to thank representative mike burns for joining us here on the program to talk about an incredibly important piece of legislation i'll post a link to it on the uh on the social media page until they take it down it is uh, h3450 stopping social media censorship in uh, the digital realm. And folks, it's incredibly important that we do that because as I said during the interview, I firmly believe if we don't stop Twitter and Facebook now, uh, we'll establish a, a precedent. We'll establish a norm whereby it's okay to muzzle people. It's never been okay to muzzle people in this country on the basis of their religious belief or their political affiliation or their political view. I mean, it's okay to tell people they can't yell fire in a crowded theater. We all know that. As the president has learned, you can't incite a riot. But other than that, you can't. If you're not immediately impelling people to violence, you can say whatever the heck you want to say. That is a founding bedrock principle. And if we don't stop censorship in the digital realm, it will spill over into the physical world around us. And we'll find that places like this radio station, your street corner, your sidewalk, your front yard are no longer venues of free speech. It's happening, folks. Don't think it isn't. It's happening. This legislation is important, and all many of these bills are important. I want to give you guys a little bit of an update. We're going to talk here with another one of my favorite folks on the planet. It's Will Abbott from Coastal Sports, and I wanted to talk to Will about what's going on on the Second Amendment front. Of course, Biden this week on the anniversary of the Parkland shooting, shooting uh, pledged action 
on guns amid resistance. He's got some uh, different views within his own administration, but White House admitted this from The Hill. White House officials uh, met last week with several gun violence prevention groups as they weigh how to move forward on an issue that has stymied Democrats for years, for good reason. White House says President Biden is personally committed to action on an issue that he has tackled many times in the past. Less than one month into his new administration, Biden officials are meeting with advocates backing reforms that Democrats have been pushing in Congress, like strengthening background checks. Uh, That's the least of our problems, frankly. However, American views on guns are even more divided than the last time Biden confronted the issue. A November Gallup poll found support for stricter gun laws at its lowest level since 2016. But never to be deterred, anti-gun violence groups still see momentum. Uh, Brady, Giffords, Every Town for Gun Safety, and Moms Demand Action met virtually, little Zoom town hall, on Wednesday with Susan Rice, head of domestic policy for the uh, president, and Cedric Richmond, also a senior advisor to the president. Officials familiar with the meeting said Rice and Richmond signaled that the White House was prepared to use multiple avenues to try to curb gun violence, including executive action, through the administ- though the administration's yet to roll out the specifics. So I'm convinced, folks, that this president is going to find a way to act on this issue. He's going to find a way to limit your guns. And frankly, if he can't get to your guns, he's going to get to your ammo. And what good is a gun in your closet if you can't find, buy, or afford ammo to go with it. It's like having a scuba tank and no oxygen. It's worthless. So, but on a good note, there are there are some positive legislative bills. Again, back to the pushback agenda. There's positive legislation pending in Columbia at the state level. We've got H3710, right to keep and bear arms, clarifying in the Constitution that the Second Amendment uh, allows every citizen to keep and bear arms and clarify it as a fundamental and inalienable right especially in defense of oneself or the state. So it's uh, any, any, um, any attempts to restrict that would be subject to nullification or strict scrutiny review. We've also got pending in the General Assembly now H3094, which is open carry with training, which is uh, if you've got a CWP permit, not only can you carry, but you can carry open if you choose uh, to do so. So, and lots of states have open carry. So, uh, South Carolina is actually kind of behind the curve on that issue. Uh, but we're joined here this morning. I wanted to talk to one of my favorite uh, gun experts, ammo experts. It's Will Abbott. Will's with Coastal Sports, Coastal Sports Shooting Range down in Roselink. Good morning, Will. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Good morning, Reese and Glenn. How you doing this morning? I am just great, sir. I'm proud to be on my favorite uh, talk radio station. Well, I, uh, I am so thankful you joined us and, uh, how were, uh, how's business? I can, I can, I know the answer to this question. Tell me how business is. Well, business is not good right now. Uh, we get in guns every week, but, uh, the demand is uh, far outweighed the supply and all the distributors in America that sell guns and ammunition are sold out to the walls. So Everything's coming in in dribs and drabs, and as soon as we post it on MeWe that we got a shipment, it's usually gone in hours. Yeah, what what is it going to take, Will? Because I, I um, you know, I wanted to I mentioned to you in our, I think one of our last conversations, I was going to take my daughter shooting. She's we've been enjoying shooting clays. She's getting into uh, she's getting into shooting clays, and we were uh, going to go do some shooting. And I went to three locations uh, one Saturday morning looking for ammo. 
and everywhere I went, it was sold out. And I've got, I've got a, a, a client and friend. He said, he said, Reese, I, I, every morning I'm, he goes to one of the big box stores and he's there when they open and he knows when the you know delivery schedule is, uh, you know, if you don't have time to stalk, you know, ammo supplies at, uh, at the stores where you can occasionally get some, uh, what's the best way to, to get a reliable source for ammo these days? Well, the, the dirty little secret of the ammunition shortage is there is no lead in America right now. Uh, Barack Hussein Obama closed the last lead smelting and refinement facility in America in 2014, uh, even though it's not supposed to because it's crucial to national security and everything crucial to national security is supposed to be made in America. The EPA and, and Obama closed it anyhow. So for the last six years, we've been sending all of our lead to China uh, where it's uh, in million-ton freighters. It's melted, smelted into ingots and sold back to us at a 1,000% profit, and no freighters have left China in almost a year because of the pandemic. Hmm. So, so lead is a problem. If you, if you don't have lead, you're going to have a, a hard time making bullets, I guess. That's correct, sir. Most of the ammunition we are getting every week, whenever we get in ammunition shipments, it comes from the Philippines, Mexico, Europe, it's mostly foreign-made ammunition because right now there is no lead in the country. Hmm. How do you see this? I mean, ultimately, and I I was looking at guns a few months back, and I, I called around, and I talked to you, and then some of the guns we were looking at were on back order for like six months, and now I checked again. I thought, well, I'll, this can't be normal. I'll come back in a few months, and it seems uh, now since January, it's not six months. It's an 18-month backlog on, on some of these weapons, and, and I'm thinking – What's the fix here? Where, I mean, is, is, there a, is there a solution out there somewhere? Well, that's what we keep hoping and praying for. There again, the, the little bit of background there. Uh, most of the gun and ammunition factories are in uh, blue northern states, some of which still remain closed to this day for manufacturing because of the what I like to call the pandemic. The pandemic. Uh, I like that. I like that. But it's... Uh, put a big kink in everything. About the same time we had plants shut down for the bigger part of a year, we had riots and mostly peaceful protesting uh, around the country, and people <laughs> watched on CNN as cities burned, and they anybody that didn't own a gun went out and bought an AR-15 and a Glock and 500 rounds of ammunition for each, and the pipeline got sucked dry in a matter of days. Yeah, yeah. It was mostly peaceful. I mean, only a few cities got burned down. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, really. Only a few cities burned. Only a couple of dozen people got murdered. You know. <laughs> hey, Will, I only bought 600 rounds. Yeah. Well, and, well go, ahead, go ahead, Will. Game, yeah. What's that? You need to step up your game. Step, okay. up, step up your game. Well, Will, that's, that's why we have you as our on our friend list, Will. We, we, need, uh, we need to talk more often. So, Will, yeah. any, any parting wisdom for our, uh, for our guests? What, what more can you share with us? Uh, anything you can find, grab it. Uh, the current proposals uh, that are coming that we are hearing in the gun industry mostly uh, rumors and and possibilities are there may be a twenty dollar per bullet excise tax yeah. by executive order coming on ammunition yeah. which should make uh ammunition a thousand dollars a box for yeah. nine millimeter pistol bullets. that that's what i think they're going to do will i think they're going to try to make the ammo so expensive by excise tax that you can't afford it you can't afford to shoot 
So well, if a, if a box of twenty two bullets cost you a thousand dollars, every gun manufacturer, every ammunition manufacturer, every gun dealer and shooting range be out of business yep. in thirty days. Well, while you're still in business, if folks want to get in touch with Coastal Sports, how can they reach you? Uh, best bet is to come by at, at thirty four eighteen Highway seventeen South Business in Merle's Inlet, where we've been for twenty two years. Or call us on the phone at 843-651-3131. We also post our gun shipments and ammo shipments uh, weekly or daily when we can get it on MeWe.com. That's super, Will. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? You too. Thank you for having me. Folks, that's Will Abbott with Coastal Sports. Stick around. we got more Saturday morning coffee right after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Liz Calloway. I'm here with Nick DeLuca of Revive Air. Repair, replace, revive. The 41st annual Ori Georgetown Home Builders Spring Home Show is happening February 19th through the 21st. Will you be there, Nick? Yes, we'll have two booths, 310 and 311. And you have to come check out our new NASCAR replica. It is sweet. We'll have Reams new technology on display. We'll have their Econet smart thermostats on display. And we'll have Amazon Alexa station set up for you to come play with. Don't forget to enter to win one of the five HVAC service agreements we're giving away at the home show. We'll have some Revive Air swag too to give away. I look forward to meeting with you and introducing you to our technicians, the best in the industry. Come find out why at the home show. Revive Air. Repair, replace, revive. To learn more or to make an appointment, visit reviveairsc.com or call or text 843-213-3138. This is WTKN. Merle's Inlet, Myrtle Beach. The Liz Callaway Show, 6 to 10 weekday mornings on Talk 94.5. Broadcasting from the Tide Law Studios, this is Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here for a Real Estate Minute with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Team. And we've talked, Greg, on the show about how hot the real estate market is in South Carolina. Is the market still booming? It's not only booming, it still remains hot. Builders trying to catch up to all the demand. We've got only a two-month supply of inventory, so it's a red-hot seller's market for sure. So if folks are interested in selling, what can the Greg Sisson Team help them with? At the end of the day, it still matters on where you price your home from a listing side, because if you overprice your property in this market and it sits for more than 30 days, people start wondering what's wrong. So it's still important to know the market and price it correctly. So the expertise matters. And how can folks get in touch with the Greg Sisson team? Directly on my cell at 843-251-2693 and gregsisson.com. If you are interested in selling in this market, give them a call. It's the Greg Sisson team, 843-251-2693, or schedule an appointment online at gregsisson.com. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk Everybody, welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. 
You're in the bonus second cup hour of Saturday morning coffee. It is 8.07 on your Saturday morning. Saturday, February the 20th, 2021. A lot of 20s there. Thanks for sticking with us on Saturday morning coffee. A lot of you checking in on the PCRXcomputers.com. PCRXcomputers.com text line, excuse me. Climbers checking in. Good morning, climbers. What about open carry? Excellent question. We talked about that a little bit. It is, uh, as I said, one of the bills that are pending in uh, the General Assembly, and that is H3094. It is in the uh, Judiciary Committee. And if you will, um, you know, if you will go to statehouse.gov, and we'll post a link to this again on our social media page, as long as they let us have one, we'll try to get that up. But uh, H3094 would allow open carry in South Carolina for those who have the training, the CWP permit. And uh, it's, uh, at last count, it doesn't give a count here, but at last time I checked, there's about 70 co-sponsors on that legislation. So, and it is pending in the uh, Judiciary Committee, even as we speak, referred to, uh, referred to the Committee on Judiciary on January the 12th, where it currently resides. So the next thing you guys could do if you want to push that forward, that's H3094, is contact the individual members of the General Assembly. Go to, uh, go to schouse.gov or statehouse, schstatehouse.gov. Uh, click on the uh, House side, look at the committees, and pull up the members of the Judiciary Committee and call their offices. And uh, as I said, we'll also post a, uh, a link uh, to the bill and, and, uh, and some, try to put some helpful information on our Facebook page for Saturday Morning Coffee. But uh, call the members on the Judiciary Committee. Let them know that you support these bills and that you want them to move forward. And so good question coming in this morning from the Climbers. Kennedy, the equipment man, also checking in. Good morning, Kenny. Larry Biddle checking in from uh, Merle's Inlet. Little eagle ship going on here at the Eagle's Nest this morning. Thank you, Larry, for checking in. It sounds like he might be bringing us a surprise. Glenn, wonder what he's got up his sleeve. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's some breakfast biscuit in there somewhere. We'll see. You know, they brought, uh, I was on the Liz Calloway show Friday morning, and um, uh, Miller Time brought in some uh, biscuits and i somehow managed to get out just before the biscuits arrived but uh, <laughs> anyway we appreciate uh you guys uh keeping us well fed here at uh, wtkn a lot to talk about i want to thank uh, will down at coastal sports for sharing some of his uh wisdom um in the uh effort to supply his business um will's a great guy small businessman and understands what we're up against in terms of uh, the supply chain and getting ammo for your for your guns and, and getting guns. It's a right now. It's a real tough environment and and tough if you're in business. So if you guys can support Will Coastal Sports, I encourage you to do that. Uh, so much going on. Wanted to uh, also cover. I mean, there is literally, you know, Glenn. Every week I, I listen to the news and I think about what do we want to talk about? What's important? Because we try to make this useful time for y'all. We try to make uh, it time well spent. Right. So you listen, I think you listen to WTKN, any show, but in our show in particular, I try to f- make the focus to be stuff that we think you need to know about. You get, yeah. to, you get to the end of the show and you think, wow, I'm, I'm glad I tuned in. I learned something. Uh, it was time well spent, whatever else you may be doing. And this week, it's, it's like going, you know, the, the little uh, deal that sometimes they do at the car dealership and they put you in the booth and it's full of $100 yeah. bills yeah, yeah. and they turn the fans on yeah. and you're just standing there in, in the midst of a flurry <laughs> of $100 bills flying around in the air and you're trying to grab cash. That's what I felt like this week. So many stories, so many things happening, so many moving targets in the world around us. Not, you know, Mars. 
Yeah, that's another. Not huge even yet. Yeah, not even just this one. A huge yeah. news, and and that's good news. Yeah, that's great news. And so it'll be interesting. My my daughter and I were having a discussion over dinner, and she said, "Well, when are we going to send people to Mars?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "You know, that's a very good question." And I told her, I said, "Look, by the time you're out of school and you can be an astronaut, if you want to be an astronaut, they'll probably be going to Mars." That's a, that's an encouraging yeah, thought. I don't know that they'll be coming back though. You know, that's going to take a little bit longer. Um, you think? Yeah, because um, they'll have to take the the uh it's not carbon monoxide up there it is um oh two they need oxygen right? yeah but, but they can convert oh yeah they can to oxygen synthesize oxygen and then they have to use that to produce fuel in order to get back to earth see that's the whole thing fuel yeah. production on mars that's we're, we're not going to be around for that we're, we're going to miss that boat. Yeah, I mean, I won't. Uh, you're a little younger than I am. Well, we are, we, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to the man named after John Glenn, who yeah. is a... Is and a, Alan Shepard. And Alan Shepard. Yeah. So a certified expert on all matters <laughs> NASA. No, but it's just so cool, man, yeah. that we're it able to cool. do that, you know? And, it is super And there's cool. a helicopter. Yeah. There's a helicopter on Mars right Isn't now. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And I, I looked at, you know, and of course you read the story. It's not much of a helicopter, but it is technically a helicopter. True. It, it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a helicopter. So <laughs> it's that is a good long stuff. ways from home. Yeah. So that was one of the news. We had some sad news this week, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, Rush Limbaugh passed, unfortunately. And what a, you know, I, I thought about there was so many things that Rush Limbaugh has done over his lifetime. And I'm trying really hard to kind of wrap my arms around all the things that he accomplished, Glenn. But I, I don't remember a time when Rush Limbaugh was not on the radio. And, but he literally defined an industry. You well, I, we wouldn't. I do. I do not believe we would be here if it wasn't for Rush. Yeah, I mean, this station mm-hmm. would not be here. No. There was like forty talk radio stations when Rush came, or less, and now there's like four thousand. Yeah, five thousand talk yeah. radio stations. Talk talk radio is really the the number one um, media. Yeah, radio media. Yeah. So. And so lot, a lot going on, folks. There is, uh, I wanted to share one thing with you. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be joined by Dreama Purdue. Dreama is with the Ory County Republican Party. We're going to be talking about reorg, which is the process by which the party reorganizes itself. Happens every two years. And what happens there is we start at the local level. Folks uh, join together in their precinct for a meeting. And it happens at uh, various locations around the county. And you elect an officer for your local precinct. And, of course, you have to be registered to vote. And if you're not registered to vote, folks, I want to really encourage you, do it now. Don't wait. I mean, the first step in making a difference in this world, in your country, in your government, in the representation that you get, is to be registered to vote. If you're not registered to vote, you really can't complain. So make sure you're registered to vote, and that's a very easy process these days. Uh, and But once you're a registered voter, you can participate in the reorg process, which is, uh, again, it's going to be happening in March. We're going to talk to Dreama about that. We'll get to uh, all the details there and how you can be a part of that. I encourage you guys to, uh, to get involved in the party. And, and if you don't want to get involved in the party, that's fine. Get involved somehow. Let your voice be heard. Everybody who is inclined to look at the world that we have in the way we look at it, all the people who share our worldview, okay, you need to be involved somehow. You don't need to be sitting at home, behind a wall, wearing a mask, you know, consuming information. You need to be sharing. You need to be speaking up. You need to be standing up. You need to be letting others around you 
hear how you feel about these issues. And that's the thing that I noticed about Rush. You know, I was sitting there this week thinking, Glenn, about what was it about Rush that was so special? And, and that's the thing. Rush was the guy. He was the point of the spear. Mm-hmm. He was the guy who stood up and said what millions of us were thinking. Correct. But nobody had right. articulated it. And right. we heard that and we're like, holy cow. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I think. Yeah. You yeah. know? And that was that was the lightning that yep. he that he captured in a bottle, folks. And 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 we should take a little courage from that example, you know. Don't don't be ashamed of your opinions. You know that's that's the that's the unfortunate reality of where we are. They're trying to convince you that if you're a conservative, your opinion is something to be ashamed of. In fact, if you're a conservative, there are some people who would try to convince you that your opinion is dangerous mm-hmm. and is somehow antisocial or anti-government or rebellious or or that you might even be a domestic terrorist well that's crazy talk folks that's crazy talk you are just as entitled to your opinion as anybody else and don't let anybody convince you otherwise so stick around folks a lot more to talk about a lot of interesting news in the news this week we're going to try to grab a few more of those hundred dollar bills after we come back from this obscene profit timeout I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. This is Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the South Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the South Carolina Broadcasters Association and this station. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.20 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us here on the program. As I said before the break, just a few moments, we're going to be joined by Dreama Purdue of the O'Ree County Republican Party. Going to be talking about reorg and how that process works. But a, a few items in the stack here to try to get through before we go. By the way, Um, The Epoch Times reporting this morning, YouTube takes down new 
Donald Trump interview. YouTube took down a newly recorded interview with former President Donald Trump in Google's latest action against conservatives. Newsmax spokesman told the Epoch Times via email that the company was told February 17 that the February 17 interview was removed because it violated YouTube's community guidelines. This is crazy, folks. This is insanity. That's why the bill that we were talking about uh, with Representative Burns this morning is so important. They are trying to squelch, destroy, silence the entire opposite side of the political spectrum. They cannot be allowed to do that. They cannot be allowed to do that. As long as they can do that, we don't have a country, folks. We do not have a country. And remember, if, if you can't have your message on the, any digital platform, how are you going to get your word out? How are you going to be heard? How are you going to get your message out? We don't really do the physical public square anymore. Uh, the, the public square used to be the place where people would go to talk about matters of public policy, matters of news, matters of you know, current import. And that, they did that because th- that's the way people exchanged information. And the people that would run you out of the public square were typically the police or, in really bad situations, the army in other countries. And, and so that's why the First Amendment is there to protect the public square from government. It's usually government that was up to no good. It was usually government that was muzzling the political opposition. But the world is totally different today. The world is totally different today. First of all, the, the physical public square is no longer nearly as important. It's still incredibly important. We could not allow it to be taken away you know, because it's still there and it is important, but it's not the only uh, venue. Now, most people get their information from their computer, from their phone, from the digital public square. And so as long as companies like Google, Twitter, and Facebook can do this to us with impunity, we don't have a country. So we've got to stop this. We've got to end it. And this bill from Representative uh, that Burns has sponsored in the General Assembly and is pending elsewhere, Florida, and about a dozen other states, incredibly important. And one of the things I wanted to share, we didn't really talk about it during the interview, but the reason... um, for instance, there was also a story in the Epoch Times. The uh, guy that runs the laptop shop where Joe Biden, uh, Hunter, where Hunter Biden dropped off his laptop, he is now suing Twitter for defamation. Yeah. Amen. And so good for him. Yeah. So the reason, but the reason these companies can do this is a provision of the, we, we referenced it, but we didn't really explain it. There's a provision in federal law called the Communications Decency Act, which allows companies like Twitter and Facebook and Google to have immunity. So if you sue these companies for defamation, if they defame you, if they restrict your rights, then you sue them in, typically you would sue them in federal court and the companies assert what is called a Section 230 defense. Well, that is a reference to this provision that gives these companies immunity. It treats these companies as platforms and not as publishers. And so what it means is if somebody posts an ugly comment about Reese Boyd on Facebook, I can sue the person that posted that comment if it is legally defamation, if it's defamatory. But I can't sue Facebook. Facebook in that situation, because of the terms of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, Facebook is just an intermediary. And they get to take a hands-off approach. But there is... A little caveat to the caveat. There's an exception to the exception. Within Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, 
there is a provision that says if the state enacts a law that provides a tort remedy for social media users, then they can take advantage of that. So it leaves to the states the option for the states to provide a state law remedy to social media users, the end user, you and me, who are the victims of defamation or discrimination or censorship um, or being deplatformed, etc. So that's why this bill in the General Assembly and the other bills that are pending in Florida and elsewhere are so important. They're incredibly important. And so um, I encourage you guys to, to stick with us as we follow this bill. Let's stay on top of our legislators. Let's make sure this bill moves forward. And let's contact the governor to make sure that he's pushing uh, this legislation. Also, incredibly important um, stuff coming out. This is really, we're, we're entering, folks, in the era of uh, post-vaccine pandemic, and I like Will's word, plandemic. In the era of the post-vaccine pandemic, we're entering the theater of the absurd, folks. There's an incredibly important article came out this week uh, in the New York Post. Carol Markowitz says the vaccines will end the pandemic, whether Dr. Fauci likes it or not. And I want to remind you guys that the president was just quoted. You may have heard the quote this morning. The president was just quoted that he hopes that life can return to normal by 2022. Two, but he doesn't want to commit to that. And, I'm, and I thought to myself, if life can't return to normal, what was the point of the vaccine, folks? What was the point of Operation Warp Speed? If a vaccine doesn't get us back to life as it was before the pandemic, what is the point of having a vaccine? Why did we spend all these billions and billions of dollars developing a vaccine? And if, in fact the vaccine is effective, which we're being told it is effective, why can't life get back to normal? So this article from Carol Markowitz says, repeat after me, vaccines will end the pandemic. This bears repeating as some elites seem bent on prolonging restrictions for a long time, perhaps indefinitely. If they have their way, we will wear masks for years, continue to socially distance and never get back to our regular lives. The same, the sane among us need to make sure that none of this transpires. Absolutely true. On Thursday, President Biden delivered remarks to the National Institutes of Health while wearing a mask. Standing on a stage, the president said he had consulted with government gurus, Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Francis Collins about removing his mask and noted that despite being 10 feet away from people, it's important that I not remove my mask is what he was referring to. Come again. This is back to Markowitz. The United States is on track to have about 70% of the population vaccinated by September. Why would we mask up through next year? The president received his second vaccination shot on January 11. That means it has been more than a month since his final dose. The Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are considered fully effective two weeks after the second dose. By insisting on masking through the next year, Biden is perversely and paradoxically undermining the public reception of the vaccine. I mean, the point there she's making, they're telling us that we need to go get vaccinated, how critically important it is, but yet they're acting like the vaccine doesn't make a difference. Well, I mean, why would you go get vaccinated if it doesn't let you get back to normal? I mean, if you're a 25-year-old, what possible reason would you have to go get vaccinated? It's 
It's crazy. The, uh, the mask, this is back to Carol Markowitz's column. The mask was never supposed to be a social symbol, a political statement, or a virtue signaler. It was supposed to help slow the spread of the novel coronavirus. Once we have mass vaccinations, masking becomes an odd personality trait, and it could easily become permanent. We cannot allow that to happen. It's, folks, it, this is the clinical definition of insanity, what we're living through. I mean, it is virtually insane. It was, remember, I want to remember, remind y'all, it was going to be 15 days to flatten the curve. That was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was going to be until summer. Then it was going to be until a vaccine. And now the folks are trying, the, the elites are trying to convince you that you're going to need to mask up indefinitely, even if you've been vac- vaccinated. It's crazy. I kind of wonder if herd Im- immunity is going to surpass the vaccinations. I think you. I think you are onto something. We'll get. We'll get back to that. We're going to stick. Uh, I want one last point. Now is the time for choosing. Do we want to take the forever pandemic path, or do we accept and celebrate the miraculous science behind the vaccines? and move on from this painful episode. Unbelievable. Folks, don't allow them to encourage you to live in fear. Let's get on with life. Stick with us, folks. After these words from our sponsors, we're going to come back, and we're going to be talking to Dream of Purdue about Reorg. Stick with us. It's Saturday morning coffee. Don't leave town. He's the rising sun. Milo is the ball. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Thanks for waking up with Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. In a cave below the ground, way down. It's cold and it's dark But it knows his way around And the mazes of the underground Are no match for him But it looks just like a traveler Who hasn't showered in a while And been living in the ground Milo is your best friend He's your second cousin All roads lead to He's a rising sun, Milo is a long, long way from home, yeah. Milo is a name you won't forget, Milo I haven't met Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.35 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us here on the second bonus cup hour of Saturday morning coffee. Right now we're talking about a word you may have heard here on the station this week or over the last couple of weeks called reorg. What is reorg? Reorg is short for reorganization. That is the process that happens once every two years, more or less, um, by which the parties, the political parties, reorganize themselves and recreate their leadership structure from the ground up. We were talking about this with the lieutenant governor on the Liz Calloway show this week. A lot of interest. We got a lot of texts coming in. Well, that process is here again. Uh, it's coming up in March, and uh, several meetings will be taking place around the county. 
and it'll give you an opportunity to participate in uh, in the process and get involved in the party. We encourage y'all to do that. I encourage y'all to do that. You know, every day, every time we're here on this program, folks, I tell you the same thing. We've got a country to save, and it starts right here on the local level. I say that every Saturday morning on this program, and I say that for a reason. I say that because it's true, for starters. It's our country to save, and if we don't act, we will not save it. And when we don't save it, that means we lose it. It will be taken away. And so it's incredibly important that each and every one of us get involved. Let your voices be heard. Don't sit this one out. We are in a critical time. I don't know if you guys have figured it out, but that voice, that sound you hear in the background, it's a siren. The sirens are blaring. It is all hands on deck. And so everybody who has a rational worldview, who looks at the world generally the way we do, and by the way, you don't have to agree on everything, folks. I think that's one of the things Liz and I were talking about this week on her show and just in in private in our conversations trying to figure out how do we move forward? How do we move forward now now that we're in the opposition? We've lost control, at least at the federal level. We've lost control of the government. We've lost the Senate. We've uh, we'd already lost the House. We made some headway, but we didn't take it back. We've now lost the White House. How do we act now that we are, (laughs) we're the resistance? How do we act? Well, the, 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 the first thing you learn about resistance is we act together. And we focus on those things that we agree on. And one thing I can, I can promise you is if those of us who are generally sane and have a generally common sense worldview and we understand we generally believe in limited government, lower taxes, we believe that individual responsibility is the answer. We believe that free markets are the answer. We believe that every person having the freedom to choose his or her destiny and to make choices for himself, herself, and his or her family, that that is the way America maximizes its greatness. We have that worldview contrasted with those folks who want to rely on government to provide all the things that we need to provide security as opposed to freedom. Folks, you've heard it a million times. Those who sacrifice liberty in the name of security will have neither. Don't sacrifice your liberty in the name of security. That's the, that's the fatal flaw that you can't make in democracy. So I'm, I'm rambling. The process, as I said, every Saturday we say this. It starts here on the local level, and we are joined here today by Dreama Purdue. Dreama is the chairperson of the Ori County Republican Party. Dreama, good morning. How are you doing? Well, good morning, Reese. I'm doing awesome. We have sunshine this morning. Isn't so it great? Been out there uh, waddling around like a bunch of ducks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I will say this: in my neighborhood, the ark construction is going well. The neighbors are a little concerned. The animals coming in two by two, especially the elephants, are, are a little bit disruptive, keeping some folks up at night. But ark construction in my neighborhood is going pretty well. So, but I am well, well, thankful that we see the sun today. Yeah. yeah. And listen, I was listening to you, uh, Matt. If you mind, may I'd like to just add a word to what you were talking about? Sure, uh, starting absolutely. At the at the at the, uh, at, at the county level, um, uh, we have to we have to band together as a Republican in order to work together because we can we can we can take the House this in the, uh, the midterms in twenty twenty two 
and we can retake the Senate if we stay together as Republicans and work together. And like you said, you got it's diligent. You got to work together, and we're trying to do that. We're trying to do that, but we have to stay together as Republicans in order to to do this to bring our country back. At least if we have the House and or the Senate, we do have a little buffer there against all this that's going on at the uh, top level. Yeah, it is really important, uh, Dreama, that we focus. There are there are obviously there's a little. You know, there's a little schism here and there. There are little fissures here and there. You've got the you, you, we've had the never Trumpers. We've got those yep. nut, nut jobs. Yep. We've got we've got problems all around. But I yep. think we are making a mistake if we focus. I know we're making a mistake if we focus on those things that divide us. Those of us who are yep. generally conservative and and, and generally yep. align ourselves with the Republican Party. Um, who believe in limited government, we have got to pull together because if we don't pull together, we're going to be, it's going to be guerrilla warfare and we're going to be in the resistance for a long time. It's going to be a long time before we come back to power. Absolutely. And and that's been my objective is to get everybody to to work together. We have to do, it's imperative that we work together as Republicans in order to get the, uh, get our house back. And uh, and and retake our Senate. I mean, it, and then those those are not like off the wall uh, observations. Yeah. Those are screwed because we can do that. The House right now, I think there's like five votes, six vote difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, yeah, there will be uh, uh, people in the House who are are running again. But we need to get out there, all of the, around the country, make sure we have a candidate, a Republican candidate. To go against these Democrats because, mind you, they're there. They're coming at this election also. Yeah. They want even more control. Yeah. So uh, uh, we have to get Republicans to take those spots because the president—that's where he is. He's pushing. Our, uh, excuse me, our former president, yeah. my president, our president. Um, he is there. He's working to do this. So we have to help him. Amen. But anyhow, okay. Amen. Reorg. Whatever. What do you yeah. need to know? Sir? Well, <laughs> as I understand it, and I wanted to have you on the program because. You obviously understand it better than me. As I understand it, oh. starting on March 11 or thereabouts, if, yeah. I, if I don't get it quite right, correct me. But starting around March 11, I believe it starts in North Myrtle Beach. But starting around March 11, there's going to be a series of meetings around the county whereby people yeah. can, can go right. to, to participate in this process. So explain to folks again. I know we've taken a, a swing at this. You were on the show a couple of weeks ago. But tell us again, yeah. what is Reorg and, and what does it accomplish and if you go to reorg, how does that mean you get involved? And and when does it start? And how can folks get information on where to go? Well, reorg, as as you uh, referred to earlier, it is it is the every two years, uh, it's reorganizing your party. And uh, we start at the county level. Uh, we have the the reorganization or reorg as we have shortened it. And they uh, people they all meet and and within their precinct groups in certain locations, and we have set up eight locations around the county. Uh, and I'll harken back to the fact that COVID has been a huge, huge uh, factor in us getting locations for our, uh, re- our, our reorg this year, uh, as you can imagine, because a lot of the churches, the schools that had the larger uh, uh, venues for us, uh, they don't need or don't want extra people in mm-hmm. these venues, yeah. as, as we understand. Mm-hmm. But, yes, March 11th. Uh, that will be our first uh, uh, location of reorg, and this it'll be in the north. It'll be it's called the North Myrtle Beach area, and it'll be at the North Strand Recreation Center. 
But then we, what we do, they meet within their uh, precincts. They elect within themselves a committeeman and a president, and if necessary, a treasurer and a secretary. It doesn't hurt to have a little secretary there to uh, take the notes of who may be running for the positions, uh, who, how many votes we get, and what had at each one of the precincts. And then those are those are uh, tallied. Uh, and then the person who has the most votes, of course, as committeeman, he will be the committeeman, and they in turn then are part of the Republican County Republican Party's um, people who actually meet quarterly, and they help us conduct the business of the party. That's yep. the job of the committeeman to Dream. help us conduct the business of the party. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna take a, a brief commercial time out, but we'd love to talk a little bit more about this. Can you stick with us through the Absolutely. break? Yeah, I, yes, mm-hmm. I'll be here. Okay. Folks, we're talking to Dreama Purdue, who is the chair of the O'Ree County Republican Party. We're talking about Reorg, which starts March 11. And uh, we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. It's Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town. Grab some older me tightly, flowing like an awful. Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. All right, stop, collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new adventure, something. Grabs a hold of me tightly, flowing like an awful. Daily and nightly, will it ever stop, y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights, and I'll go to the extreme. I rock a mic like a man, light up the stage, and wax a chop like a candle dance. Caress a speaker that booms, I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best. So finally love it to leave. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 849 on your Saturday morning. Well, you've done it again, folks. You've uh, passed another two hours listening to the uh, the Sage here on Saturday Morning Coffee. We're talking this morning to uh, Dreama Purdue. Dreama is the chairperson of the O'Ree County Republican Party, and we are talking about reorg, a process that starts on March 11. The March 11 meeting in North Myrtle Beach is followed by Meetings in uh, Saucus Tea and the South Strand Burgess community on March 13, followed by meetings in Myrtle Beach, the north and the south end of Myrtle Beach on March 20th, followed by meetings in the 20, on the 25th in Loris. And uh, so lots going on and um, encourage you guys to get out and participate. In, oh, and followed on the 27th of March by meetings both in Carolina Forest and Conway and Ainer. And Dreama, I know a lot of folks have with the party have worked really hard to make this happen. Um, and I don't know if you want to explain to folks, but what happens once the party is reorg, once you go to those meetings on, yes. on, on, well, these, then, on these reorg days, yeah. 
explain to folks, <clears throat> excuse me, explain to folks how the party moves forward from there. Uh, well, yeah, uh, then then the uh, like I said, they're, they're part of our commitment is part of the uh, Republican Party yeah. and we meet. It, it, they're running the business of the party from there. Those delegates then uh, we have 40 delegates uh, that are chosen at our convention. So we go to then the in uh, April will be our county convention. And there we we elect our leaders of the party. From there, then we go those delegates and something to keep in mind. The delegates, if they're elected, those delegates are obligated, if they say they can go, they're obligated to go to the convention. Uh, to the uh, state convention is then the following month uh, in May. So, uh, uh, you know, you, this isn't frivolous. Oh, I'm just going to be the EC. Well, no, there's, there's um, you know, there's obligations that you have sure. to uh, uh, attend to. It's, and a, so it's a job. It, goes, yeah. it is a job. And then then they're obligated. There's like uh, three conventions, including the state party conventions. There's three that they they are obligated to attend. Now, of course, there's always if you have an emergency or there's illness or whatever and you can't go, then we do have the alternates, the list of alternates that we can fill in with. But I just want them to know that there, you're, there is a it's a job. You're accepting something that is important to the uh, the county Republican Party and to the state party. So yeah. uh, uh, please understand that. So and, okay, yes. Each each precinct. I just want to make sure I want to make sure folks understand this. So each precinct at Reorg will elect an executive committeeman and a president and that the executive committeeman from each precinct will then go to the county meetings, the county GOP meetings, which general generally happen monthly, right? Uh, Well, or, um, our meetings are always monthly, but yeah. the business meetings are set for quarterly. Uh, Reese. Yeah. So, but the yeah. point is, those executive committeemen who get elected at the officers who get elected at the precinct meeting, they become the executive committee at the county level. Is that? They are. Okay. And they, they, that's it. They're there in order to help conduct the business of the party. And I, and I want to make sure folks understand, it is a job, Dreamer, but it's not that. It's not that. Difficult. It's not that much of your time, no. and, it, and it's an important no. job. It's a very important no. job that people. It, it is very important. Yeah, we meet like it's a, uh, like the first Monday of the month uh, at six p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the uh, Ori Georgetown Technical College Auditorium, Burroughs and Chapin Auditorium. Uh, you know, it, it lasts for an hour and a half. Yeah. M- most most times it's uh, that, and uh, during our regular meetings, we usually have great speakers. Or if we need to conduct any kind of business, then the quarterly that comes up in the quarterly. All of our we have committees, and uh, those committees report at that point in time to yep. keep the business of the party going. So, well, yes, dream up, but no. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it doesn't demand a lot of your time and effort. It just we you need to be at the meeting so that you do know what's going on. Sure, this is the thing that. Over the years, uh, uh, Reese, I've been involved all the way up to the National Federation of Republican Women, as you know. And when I go speak to people around the country, um, you, you look out at, at them, and it's like they've just kind of, you know, glazed over. Yeah. And after doing that a few times, I thought, wait a minute, there's got to be. And so I, I coined a little phrase, and it's always on my thing, that if you want to be, if you want to be uh, um, in, uh, informed, you must be involved. Absolutely. That was something I put together. If you want to be informed, you must be involved. So anyhow, okay, reorg. Well, <laughs> well Dream, that is great news, great, great information. We are, I'm going to post uh, this information on the Saturday Morning Coffee Facebook page, yes. so long as they That's don't, they don't take me down. Yes. If, yeah. But if folks want to get more information, how can they get in touch with you, or where can they find me? that? 
Okay, we are. I am going to put this on our Horry County Facebook page, and it's please, please, people, understand. It's the HCGOP Rock the Red page. There's another one out there that has the same name. It's just that we are the HCGOP Rock the Red. That's okay. our Facebook page. All right. Uh, I got this last night. I do have an obligation this morning, and I will do this this evening. Enter all this information on our Facebook page. And I will also try to put it on my Facebook page. There will be others who will do the same. The state party is also going to be uh, uh, helping uh, out in the different ways i'm not quite sure exactly how that works yet but they're yeah. going to be doing things uh some i think some uh, texting for us uh, uh, you know things like that to yeah. help uh, uh, the party uh, around the state with well, the reorg but dream yeah, i we, we've got to, we've got to wrap it up but i appreciate you being yeah. on the show again we will share this information and uh, we and and encourage folks to check out reorg with the Ory county republican yeah. party and get involved it's incredibly important absolutely yeah so, Absolutely. Yeah. So have a great day, Dreamer. Thanks again for being thank with you, us. Reese. And come back thank anytime, you. okay? I will do that. And thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate oh, you it. Are, have a great day now. You are mm-hmm. quite welcome. Have a great weekend. Folks, that's Dreamer. Bye-bye, Reese. Bye-bye. Care now. That is uh, Dreamer Purdue. She is the chair of the Ory County Republican Party. And, folks, I just want to say this. Uh, it is incredibly important that you get involved. Uh, it, it it doesn't work to sit on the sidelines. It just doesn't work. You can you can consume information or you can be a part of the process. And there there is really no comparison in the two. You got to be a part of the process. It's like anything else. If you don't vote, you really can't complain. And if you don't get involved, if you don't participate, you you don't have much to complain about either. It's it's not hard to do. It's uh it's 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 straightforward and it's incredibly important. And I would say this, I think the thing that I would suggest to you is Get out in your neighborhood, identify those friends that you have coffee with, like right now, the folks you're sitting with right now, if you're sitting somewhere with some friends, uh, the folks that you uh, ride bikes with, play tennis with, go hunting with, whatever you do that are like-minded, and get them to go with you to reorg. Take them with you to reorg. Don't just go to reorg, but take a few friends and, and get involved and be a part of the process and don't sit this one out. Um, it's it's very important. So I want to uh, thank everybody that was on the program today. We had more stuff to get to. I wanted to talk about our good friend uh, Andy Cuomo, Governor Extraordinaire in uh, in New York. Just what an amazing week uh, he has had. What a what a great what a great example of leadership he is. I wonder if he's going to write any more books on leadership, Glenn. <laughs> you know, everybody's so tired of that guy. Oh my gosh, I'm so ready for him to be going. And, of course, it's, uh, it would have been interesting to talk about the comparison in the way Andy Cuomo gets treated versus Ted Cruz. But we'll, uh, we'll hopefully get to that next week. The and, good thing is other people are jumping on board from yeah, the left. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. It's, it, Cuomo is done. I'll make yeah, that, I will yeah. get that prediction. Oh, Cuomo yeah. is politically done. He thought he was going to be president someday. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he won an Emmy. Yeah, he I won mean, an Emmy. What, could, what yeah. could qualify him for the White House? Well, more than, more straight, than his Emmy. Lie with a straight face. Yeah. Yeah. So, folks, uh, I, I noticed my good friend Tom Heron warming up in the bullpen, so it's uh, almost time for Up With America. I hope you'll stick around. Thanks for joining us today on Saturday Morning Coffee. Let me leave you with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. It is, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Folks, have a great weekend. Have a great week. And we'll be back next week with more Saturday Morning Coffee. There's a bit of life if you got pain.
Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team. So, Greg, I've got a question for you. There are lots of real estate agents in this town. If somebody has property that they need help selling, why should they choose the Greg Sisson team? Boy, that's a great question, and there are tons of realtors right now in the marketplace. Reese, I think it boils down to three things. Better communication, more peace of mind, and we handle all the details. And that's, that's certainly what sellers want in today's market. And I think experience matters. I mean, 23 years here locally in the business, and we understand pricing. Even in a hot market, it's important to price the property correctly. That's a great point, Greg. Folks, it's the Greg Sisson team. Reach Greg at 843-251-2693 or schedule your appointment online at gregsisson.com. It's the Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Give them a call. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.